and welcome back. Oh, I can't really say welcome back. Uh, it's my first podcast, uh, so I hope you guys like it. Uh, today, it is, what day is it? It is August 17th, Monday. It is noon, so where I live, the first NBA game starts in a half hour. I believe it is Jazz Nuggets, so uh, let's just get right in. That's our first topic today, uh, my NBA playoff predictions. So, historically, I'm not very good at these, but you know, things can change. So, let's start off, we'll go, we'll start off in the East. So the 1 versus 8 seed matchup there is the Bucks and the Magic. That's a 4-0 sweep for the Bucks. It's pretty obvious. Uh, I mean, the one thing that the Magic really had that could have stopped Giannis was Jonathan Isaac, and of course he is now out for the season. I mean, that team doesn't really have any weapons. I know Terrence Ross has been battling with injury. And, I mean, you have Vucevic. Um, Fournier can hit his shots. But other than that, I don't see anyone stopping anything on that team. And the Bucks team defensively is just incredible all around. Uh, so there's really not much to be said for that. Uh, next, we have the Pacers versus the Heat. I think, personally... That's going to be a really fun series to watch, but from the start, so, ah, sorry, since I started predicting, I've just thought the Heat were going to win that, but I think they're going to win it in seven. I think both teams are really good defensively. Uh, I think the Heat have the one up when it comes to like depth and bench, uh, but I think it's going to be a really interesting series. The Pacers, I probably would have given it to the Pacers if not for Sabonis being out. And I don't know his timetable, but I know he's going to miss at least a few games, if not the entire series, if not the whole playoffs. Um, but yeah, Jimmy Butler, I think, is going to lead that Heat team. And Duncan Robinson, if you've watched him play, that man is crazy. I mean, I'm a Michigan fan, and watching him in college, I don't even remember him doing that. I mean, he's breaking records for three-pointers, three-point percentage, all that. And... Like, you have Bam Adebayo, uh, he's good, and Pacers really, I mean, you have Miles Turner, but other than that, with Sabonis being out, you don't have a lot of big men, and I think Adebayo can really stop them all, so I got Heat in 7 for that one. So the next series is uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. I have the Celtics in uh, 5 in that one. I don't really see the Celtics losing that in any circumstance just due to the fact that Ben Simmons is out that is going to absolutely kill the 76ers cuz who are you starting then like uh Shake Milton I think and I mean Milton's good but he's young he doesn't have any playoff experience I mean he's not really a defensive threat in a big way so he's got to guard Kemba Walker and then even if he's in on the bench like some Marcus Smart he could stop Brad Wanamaker but that's the least of the concerns for the Celtics, and I mean, you have Embiid, and the Celtics don't really have a big man threat, so I think that's going to be a plus for them, but they don't really have any weapons that can, like, say you have Tatum, you have Tatum Horford, I mean, that kind of evens out, Tatum's clearly the better player, but if Horford needs to stop Tatum, he can hold him to about 20 points a game. But ultimately, it's Celtics and five for that one without Simmons. 
And then last in the East, we have the Raptors and the Nets. I think it's Raptors in four. Karis LeVert is a stud, also a Michigan boy. But, I mean, the Raptors are so solid defensively. I don't really know what else the Nets can do. I mean, you're starting, who is it? Like, Chris Chiazza, Rodon's Karuch, however you say it. And that's just not going to work. So, I think if you had even Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan, the Raptors would still win. But maybe they could grab a game or two. Now, I mean, next year, Nets-Raptors, that could be a completely different situation. But, of course, that's next year, which doesn't matter right now. Um, so then, <clears throat> sorry. If we go to the first round, the West, um, the 1 versus 8 is the Lakers-Blazers. And I have to say, this is the most excited I've been for a 1 versus 8 matchup in a long time. Damian Lillard is possibly the hottest player, in, or he is the hottest player in the NBA right now. I don't know who on the Lakers can really stop him. I mean, obviously, LeBron is a great defender, and uh, AD is a great defender, but it's Dame. And of course, the Blazers have other options too. They have CJ McCollum. I think Yusuf Nurkic is really underrated right now. I mean, against the Grizzlies the other day, he went off against like, um, he had like 20 rebounds and 37 points, something like that, or not 37 points, but he had a lot, and, um, yeah, but I think, I think the Lakers are going to take that, it's LeBron James, uh, I don't, the Lakers don't have a lick of, uh, sorry, the Trailblazers will have a lick of defense, and I don't know who can really stop LeBron, um, but I think, it's going to go to seven games. I think Dame's going to get hot. Uh, I think he's going to put down his logo three-point shots, and ultimately the Lakers are going to take that, but Lakers in seven. Next, we have the Thunder versus the Rockets, and that's the matchup I'm the most excited to see. All of these series for me, there were pretty much clear-cut answers in all of them from the beginning, but the Thunder Rockets, I went back and forth in so many times. Um, I think both teams are pretty good defensively. Um, Chris Paul is, he's great defensively. So I think him and then Russ being great defensively, that's going to be kind of evens out there. Uh, I can't really say, you can't, you can't say that Shea and Harden will even out, but Shea's good defensively. So he could probably hold Harden to only about, I'd say 30, which is still a lot. But for me, I picked Thunder in seven. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that. Uh, there were two things for me with that. Number one, the Rockets don't have a lot of bench. Uh, and the Thunder, I mean, really, their most solid weapon is obviously Dennis Schroeder, who in my opinion is sixth man of the year. Um, and I don't. I just don't know what the Rockets are really going to do about that. And then, I mean, they have Roberson, who if you have Roberson guarding Harden, that's actually probably the best matchup you could get. Uh, obviously, Roberson cannot score the ball to save his life, but he is a heck of a defender. But the other thing that was a deciding factor for me in that game was that the Rockets go with that small ball offense or whatever, and Stephen Adams being the four, sorry, the five on the Thunder, something about that I just 
I don't know how they're going to score in the post on Steven Adams unless Westbrook or Harden drives. And, of course, they will do that. They'll get their points. But, I mean, you're not going to be able to give it down low to P.J. Tucker, which they don't do a lot anyway. But uh, I don't think they're going to have much of a low post threat. Um, Who are their – I think their tallest guys are, like, Tyson Chandler and Hartenstein or whatever. And, of course, I may be forgetting someone, so sorry about that if I am. But I just – I don't know what they're going to do on the inside. and Shea and CP can play defense. Um, I don't know what they're going to do about the three. I think, as of now, they're starting Lou Dort. Uh, and he's not much of a defender. And then Gallinari's not much of a defender. So that might hurt them a little bit. But ultimately, after everything, I think it's going to be Thunder in six. Sorry, seven. Next series is the Nuggets and the Jazz. Uh, I have Nuggets and six in that one. That's going to be a good series. But, I mean, Jokic and Gobert, they can w- play with each other. That's just theirs. And then Murray's going to bring it. Mitchell's going to bring it. And it's ultimately going to come down to however, sorry, whoever on the rest of the team is willing to do the work and put up the numbers. And the Jazz not having Bojan Bogdanovic. Sorry, I, I probably get that name wrong every time, so just bear with me. But not having them, not having him, I don't really know what else they're going to do. I mean, they have Joe Inglis, who can shoot the ball. Uh, He can play defense. Uh, Clarkson off the bench is going to be nice, but I think the Nuggets just have more weapons. Uh, I think they're going to come through in Nuggets and six. And then the next series I have, it's the Clippers. And, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting who the Clippers are playing? But anyway, sorry, I gotta look this up. Clippers and Mavericks, how did I forget that? Sorry. Uh, I have Clippers in five. I think Luka and Porzingis are great together. They both do amazing things. But I don't think they're at that point yet. And Kawhi is one of the best players ever in the playoffs. Uh, him and Paul George, great duo. Both great scorers, great defenders. Um, and the Clippers have the best depth in the league. I mean, you have Harrell, you have Lou Williams, you have Pat Bev, Reggie Jackson, Vicha Zubak. Um, the list goes on, and I didn't even name a couple of the guys, but I think it's Clippers in five. Uh, and like I said, with the Raptors next series next year, that could very well change. Um, but this year, it's Clippers in five. So now for the second round predictions. So it would be Bucks and Heat. Um, I have Bucks and five there. I think the Bucks again, they're just so dominant all around. Their starting five is, I mean, um, Bledsoe, great defender, great scorer. DiVincenzo, scorer and defender. Middleton, he can play defense too. He's a great scorer, obviously. Giannis does it all. Uh, Brooke Lopez can even defend, and of course he can shoot the ball, he can score. And then the Heat, they just, I mean, you could call Jimmy Butler a superstar, but they don't really have that star power dominance, and they don't, a lot of their guys don't have playoff experience, and I think that's where the Bucks get the upper hand, so Bucks and five. And then next I have Celtics Raptors, I don't know if I said this, but I'm a Celtics fan, uh, Celtics-Raptors is going to be a really fun series this year. 
I don't. I still think it's amazing what the Raptors have done without Kawhi. Uh, but Pascal has really stepped up. Great scorer, great defender. But I got Celtics in seven, and I think the Celtics—they're young, they're excited to get out there. Um, I, I think if Tatum can score the ball, he had a game against the Bucks, uh, first game of the bubble. He made like two shots. He shot like less than ten percent from the field, which is just unacceptable if you're the Celtics. Um, he's got, he's got to shoot. Everyone on the team has to score because this Raptors team defensively is so good, and they have a couple bench players who can really score the ball. And the Celtics just don't have a lot of that bench depth against. Uh, they have Marcus Smart, and I guess you could say Cantor too, but that's really about it that they have for like. Uh, dominance and big-time players. But I think the Celtics' starting five, they can play their defense and they can all score. Um, the Raptors, they have good big men. They got uh, Gasol and Ibaka. But I think Tice can stop them. And it's ultimately just going to come down to, in this series, who wants it more. And I think the Celtics are... They know they deserve it because they've never made it that far in the playoffs every year. So I think they're going to win it. And then in the West, I have both series. I have the Lakers in five and the Clippers in five. Um, Lakers Thunder, again. What's going to suck for the Thunder here is that their 1-2 and 5 can play defense, but their 3 and 4 is not very solid defensively, and that's where you get LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think the Thunder, they'll take a game, probably a game at home, because, you know, it's Chris Paul. Chris Paul is incredible. Well, I just they don't have an answer for LeBron and AD, and that's a no-brainer. And then same with the Clippers. It's going to be Clippers and Nuggets. And Michael Porter Jr. has been insane for the Nuggets. But defensively, I don't think they really have an answer for um, Paul George and Kawhi. And same with the Thunder. I think they'll take a game probably at home. But in the end, I think it's going to be a five-game series win for the Clippers. So then we go back to the East for the Eastern Conference Finals. It is Celtics and the Bucks. Call me crazy, but I have Celtics in seven. Now, the Celtics have no answer for Giannis. I mean, Tatum can play his defense, and Tice can too. But even then, they have no answer for Giannis, which is scary when you play them. And again, like I said, the Bucks offensively and defensively are just dominant. But I think the Celtics are hungry this year, and that might just be a bias to me being a fan. But something in me just tells me that they're going to take it in seven. And then the West, I have Clippers in six over the Lakers. And that is because the Lakers, I mean, it's LeBron. Playoff LeBron is one of, if not, you could argue that he's the best playoff player of all time. But the way they've looked in the bubble is just been disgusting and it's really bad and they don't have Avery Bradley so they don't have that uh, guard defense and again the Clippers have so much depth that I think they're going to wear out the Lakers LeBron and AD are going to have to do it all um and in the end I think the Clippers are going to take it they're obviously Lakers are going to put up their fight they're going to take two but it's Kawhi Leonard and LeBron they can stop each other. Paul George can even guard LeBron if he needs to, and I think it's going to be Clippers and six. So that leaves the finals being 
the Clippers and the Celtics. And as much as I hate to say it, I got Clippers in six. Um, the Clippers, like I said, have so much depth. And that's the thing that I think is going to help them win. And that's the problem I said with a couple teams, the Celtics being one of them, is that other than a player or two, their bench is not ex- very experienced. It's not very strong offensively or defensively. And I think that's where the Clippers get the upper hand. Um, Kawhi can guard Tatum on that team. He can guard Jalen Brown. Same with Paul George. And ultimately, in the end, I think the Clippers are going to win in six. But I'm not mad about that. Um, I love the Clippers. I love Kawhi. There's no one on the Clippers that you can really hate. I mean, no one on that team. except I mean, if you're a Russell Westbrook fan, you could say Pat Bev. But other than that, no one really on the Clippers is a bad person. Um, I think they deserve to win it, honestly. So that's it for the NBA today. Uh, now let's move on to the MLB. Um, so obviously this is my first podcast, so I didn't get to give my predictions of what I, I thought, how I thought the MLB was going to go this year, but, um, I've been very pleasantly surprised. I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan, which in past seasons you would say that is not good, obviously, because we suck. But this year, the Orioles have not been looking too bad. Um, And that goes with a lot of the teams. I had one thing that is really surprising me is the Miami Marlins. I know they haven't played as much games because of the COVID break and whatnot. But I'm very surprised of how they've done this year. They're 9-6, and six, which is obviously, uh, what, 600? Um, so that's good. I still think the Braves in the end are going to take that division. That division is just very strong overall. But, yeah, I don't, the Orioles, they currently are 12-9, and nine, so that's pretty good. Uh, not in that second spot in the division yet, but... So, let's change the topic a little bit. My thoughts on the 18 playoff, I, I like it. I'm not a person who really likes change in the sports world. I just kind of like everything to be the same. But with the circumstances this year, I like the 18 playoff. Um, As of now, let me look. Who would be... So, the Yankees, Rays, Twins, Indians, Athletics, Astros, and then it would be the Orioles and the White Sox. So... Orioles would make it. That's pretty good. But Marlins, Braves, Cubs, Brewers, Dodgers, Rockies, uh, Diamondbacks, and... Oh, Rocky. Wait, no. Diamondbacks and Padres. Sorry. But yeah, so I think the MLB this year, it's going to be crazy and different because not playing 162 games, some teams are going to be hot in their 60 games and... When they normally would fall off after like the All-Star break, second half of the year, those 60 games are going to help them get into the playoffs. Like I said, the Marlins. Uh, I guess it's kind of hard to say the Rockies because they're good, but the Orioles, um, even like the Rangers and the White Sox are up there. So I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, my prediction this year, at the beginning of the year, I had Astros and Dodgers in the World Series. I have the Dodgers winning it all. But, so while we're on note with the Astros, uh, I've talked with a few people about 
how there's been a couple incidents this year with uh, throwing at players and suspensions and all that. And so the first one was Joe Kelly, and then the second one was Ramon Laureano. And as much as I'm not a fan, or not, no, I'm not not a fan. And I think every sports fan loves to see a brawl. It's it's funny. It's cool. And as much as I don't like the idea of throwing at people, and I hate to say this, but no one on the Astros except, sorry, none of the players got in trouble for the cheating. And you could argue that the players didn't really have a choice, but I still think they went through with it. I mean, they won a World Series, and I I just don't like that. So I can't say I'm against, um, like, Joe Kelly throwing at him and, I think Ramon Lariano could have handled it a lot differently, but I think the Astros kind of deserve it in a way, you know. Um, it's not like they're not getting punished. So if they're getting a lot of backlash, I mean, that's better than losing games like they should. So um, so Wednesday, it's kind of random, but Casey Mize, number one pick in the 2018 MLB draft, uh, Tigers. He's making his debut, so that'll be interesting. Um, oh, and then yesterday, I think it was, the White Sox and the Cardinals. The White Sox hit four straight home runs, and that's just crazy to me. Uh, I predicted this year that the White Sox were going to be second in the division. Um, that's not looking too bad so far. I think, as of now, who are they behind? They are currently behind the Twins and the Indians, but they're only two games back from the Indians who are second. So, yeah, I think the MLB this year is just very interesting. And then we're going to wrap it up with the NFL. Um, The NFL is obviously still very up in the air this year. Uh, There's no 100% guarantee that there's going to be a season. Uh, It's looking good right now, but, you know, with this COVID stuff... Anything can be uh, changed in an instant. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm a Packers fan, and I don't I don't know what to think of the Packers this year. We still don't have a lot of receivers when it comes to anyone other than Devontae Adams. And I don't know what to think of uh Jordan Love the draft pick. I I like Jordan Love. I think he's going to be a good fit for the future. But my question is could we have gotten him in a later pick? Um we needed a receiver. I really wanted at the time like who was available. I wish we would have drafted T Higgins. Um I've talked to a lot of Packers fans about that and they do not agree with that. But uh I don't know. The Packers, like last year, they were good, but it was kind of a fluke, if you ask me. Um, Yeah, so NFL this year, uh, in a couple podcasts, I'm going to be making my predictions about that. Um, Again, I don't really know what to think because a lot of players are opting out. So good teams could be missing those one or two players. Uh, That could throw them completely off. Uh, and a lot of players this year signing big deals, so that could help them. And I don't know, it's all crazy. It's all going to be weird. It's all going to be different. Um, we'll see. Uh, I really just hope the season plays out. I have some money on the line in fantasy football. 
Uh, that's also going to be another topic in the next couple days uh, is fantasy. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Kind of a short one, but just kind of wanted to, you know, kick it off, give my predictions before the playoffs actually start for the NBA. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, let me know what you think, and I will see you guys back on Thursday.